Hi, welcome to the Results Bulletin for Season 2, Episode 4. I'm joined by Nick Parkhouse. Hello, Nick. Hello. We were going to be joined by DJ Trev, but TJ Trev is having considerable technical issues and so will be unable to join us for this bulletin, but he will be joining us for the next episode proper. Now, we all three of us thought that the most recent selection was a particularly fine selection, and it's good to see that uh, some of our voters agreed with us. Malcolm, the break doctor, says... What a great selection this week. Really interesting commentary and lots of fun. Long live pop. Thank you, Malcolm. And James, Centres of Sounds. He says, I feel guilty for giving all my points to the oldest three decades, especially when all of these were great. But there you go. What a selection. However, the dissenting voice, Alex says, I feel almost troll-like commenting this week as my reaction to this lot was so at odds with the panel. This was probably the first week where I haven't either discovered something new and interesting or reassessed something that I previously dismissed. So I'm afraid they're all in a bit of a met zone for me, with none especially dislikable, except a minus one for steps for epitomising pop as bland karaoke to a knocked out backing track. We'll come back to steps in a minute. But first of all, let's reveal our last position. Earning minus one point. The 1960s, we have the herd with I don't want our loving to die. James says, I just find this complete joy from start to finish. But Malcolm says, 60s doing its thing again. I just can't get in with this herd at all, I'm afraid. Beige. I think in any other week, this might even have won. I really liked it. It's jolly and it's got that weird Scott Walkery style vocal solo in the middle. And it was written by the bloke who wrote the theme to Miss Marple. There is nothing not to like. Quite agree with you. Shame it's come last, I think. Yeah. Tough week. Into the better zone we have, firstly, the 1990s, Lasting on My Mind by Steps. Secondly, for the 2000s, Cry for You by September. So, comments on steps. James says, I like this fine, but I somehow can't quite connect with it like I would with Aqua or Bewitched, and I'm not sure why. Malcolm says, seamlessly crafted pop, but it just doesn't do it for me. I never really caught any of the steps hype, sadly. Very aberesque, even though it's a Bananarama cover, and the drum fill is stolen from Wright's Head Fred's I'm Too Sexy. Jeff says, this is the only track I couldn't listen to all the way through. It starts well, Abba, and then the beat kicks in, and it's awful. That is a good call from Malcolm there on the I'm Too Sexy drum fill, because once he said it, I can totally hear it. Yeah, I I think with Steps, I absolutely acknowledge all the criticism of it is totally valid, that it is bland karaoke, that it's a terrible backing track, that it's just Abba, and all. I get all that. I don't think you can dispute that. I think it's whether you you can either run with that and go, yes, isn't that great, which is, I think, what I and perhaps you did, mm-hmm. or you could just go, no, I hate all of those things. That is what has killed music stone dead. And I actually understand both of those arguments, I think. It's just a very personal, can you run with all the, the negative stuff that it is, which I absolutely can. Yeah, it's completely subjective. I'm just a complete sucker for that kind of... Late high energy dance pop, if you like. 
I, it's kind of tacky, but I sort of revel in the tackiness and I kind of revel in the stupidity of steps, as I said last time. If people can praise the Ramones for being dumb, I don't see why they can't praise steps for being dumb as well. I did play Last Thing On My Mind out after recording the last episode. Oh, it went down well. Actually had cheers the moment people recognised it from the uh, first verse. Right, comments on Cry For You by September. Craig says, I have no memory of this song. It might have been during the too cool for the charts phase. I love it. A great pop banger. James says, I like this a lot. Sounds like a Swedish Eurovision entry. But that small town boy still is really quite cheeky. And it never really takes off. Jeff says, I almost dropped this to the Met Zone because it's such a rip off of Bronski Beat and Kylie. But I'm loving it. And your podcast introduced me to Donk off the back of this. Thank you. Have you been getting into Donk, Nick? I did go away and listen to, you know, that... um excellent remix eurovision album you were talking about oh. for charity where people remix it there was a donk remix of something on there so i thought i'll go and listen to it just to understand the donk and i think i just had never associated that word with it but i think i do get the chuggy chuggy i sound like i'm having a stroke there. i was going to make a couple more recommendations for you if you want like a soft donk or a starter donk if you like the Midsection of Children by Robert Miles is pure donk. One note bass line, almost nothing else happening. And also kind of donk based, but not pure donk because it uses more than one note. Kylie can't get it out of my head. That is a donk driven track. Donk-esque. Donk-esque. Just on Kylie, just entirely unrelatedly, a new song is an absolute banger. I don't know where it's come from out the thin blue sky at the age of... 56 or whatever she 55. is. But, oh, my, it's incredible. Radio 1 and Capital Radio weren't going to play it because she's 55 and they're all about the youth. And then the youth had other ideas. It's blown up on TikTok, hence um, the viral popularity. I've only played it out once. To be honest, it didn't really work. But I think that was before its popularity had quite spread as far as it has now. Cry for you. Right. Played this out a fortnight ago, and it was my toilet break track. So I went up to the loo, and the loo window overlooks the street outside the bar. And when it got to the chorus, I heard someone outside the bar. She was really excitedly singing along to the chorus of Cry For You. And I thought, oh, I've cracked it. Can't wait to get back downstairs. Came back downstairs. Nobody was dancing to it. I will try it again. I was like, your comment to that. I have absolutely no recollection of this at the time. Whatsoever. None whatsoever. Me neither. Into the top three in third position, earning one point for the 2010s. Paradise by George Ezra. Malcolm says, I really like this. And in another week, it would definitely be in the scoring zone, but it can't compete with the higher ranking tunes for me. James says, good song, but I just don't really care for his voice. A problem I have with a lot of pop music in the last decade. Incidentally, this song makes me think of David Nobbs' Henry Pratt novels, as his father is called Ezra, and he lives in an area of the fictional Yorkshire town Thurmarsh, which is sardonically named Paradise. Coincidence? Yes. I am unfamiliar with the work of David Nobbs or the Henry Pratt novels. It's George Ezra's 
first two names, isn't it? George is his first name. Ezra is his middle name. His surname is Smith or Jones or something. His name is actually George Ezra something. Right. In second place, earning two points for... Oh, and this was absolute knife-edge close. But the two points go to the 1970s, represented by Andrew Gold and Never Let Us Slip Away. So Craig says... I grew up in a Radio 2 house, so I have a Pavlovian response to this song. I haven't heard it for years, but I'm really glad to have come across it again. Malcolm says, deeply imprinted on my memory, just a beautiful love song, perfectly describing the limerence I hope we all get to feel at least once in our lives. And Alex says, I do like this a lot, although I throw the saxophone player off the back of the yacht. Limerence. Good word. I had to look it up. Limerence means the state of being obsessively infatuated with someone, usually accompanied by delusions of or a desire for an intense romantic relationship with that person. Well, Malcolm says he hopes we all get to feel that at least once in our lives. It sounds a bit painful to me. I've had limerence. I've had limerence, all right. I don't think seeing somebody across a crowded pub is limerence, Mike, but yeah. Um I mentioned this before that I do a uh, curate like a Friday bangers list at our work for people who work remotely. We can all play the same songs at the same time. So I've in the last two weeks, I've managed to concoct a never bangers, which is just songs which have got the word never in. So I managed to get never let us slip away. And this week's bangers is about loneliness and being on your own. So I get to play lonely boy. So it's just Andrew Gold-tastic. I've managed to crowbar both of his hits in consecutive weeks. Perfect. I've got to stop myself mentally compiling a list of never tunes. I can already think of about three, but we haven't time for that. We have to reveal our number one, earning three points for the 1980s, theme from S Express by S Express. Craig says, this was a guilty pleasure when I was in my peak teenage metalhead phase, and it sounds just as good today. Malcolm says, man, oh man, this song is so deeply imprinted in my consciousness. What a tune. The amazing samples. This tune is creative genius. And James says, as a maker of vaguely related things, I find myself increasingly fascinated by this 12 months where dance music was a Frankenstein's monster of samples. I appreciate this is fresher for me than you, as I didn't really start listening to it until a few years ago, for some reason. So the 80s have it, but only just. Bad luck, Andrew Gold. It has dated very well, mm. considering it's, what is it, 40 odd years old or nearly uh, 30 to be years old. It has dated spectacularly well, I think. I'm on the fence about that one, to be honest with you. All oh, right. OK. I'll hop off the fence and I'll reveal the results of the master scoreboard. So tumbling from second position last time to last position this time, with just one point, we have the 1960s. Then, also tumbling a little less far from second position, because let's remember, we had four decades in joint second position last time. So down from two to four, we have the 1990s with two points and the 2000s with two points. Holding steady in second position, and it's again, it's a joint second position with three points, the 2010s, but leaping from last place last time to joint second this time, we have the 1970s, which means that increasing their lead to a full six points, 
over all the other decades, the 1980s, nine points. So last season's winners, the 1960s, have got a lot of catching up to do. Come on, the 80s. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to fare this week, in fairness. But yes, let's let's cheer for the 80s. Hurrah. I try to be impartial and non-partisan, as, as befits my role. So on that cliffhanger, we'll say goodbye for now and we'll join you and we'll join Nick and we'll join Trev for the next episode. See you then. Bye bye.